Did you know that when a person dies, their sense of hearing is the last to go? We've got all sorts of creepy, amazing, and awesome facts and more coming up. We got lots of things, so let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Ryan O. Digital with Ryan O. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. Huh? Here at Did You Know with Ryan O, we are the podcast about pop culture references, about random amazing trivia, and since it's currently horror season, we're going to talk about all sorts of ooky, spooky, kooky, and crazy stuff. And that's all coming up. Right after I introduce our guest, he's been on here a number of times. He's normally our Ninja Turtles expert, but right now we're going to be talking about a different genre of films. So, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Nate Hampton. Hey, dude. What's up? What's up, Ryan? Uh, you know, just, just here getting ready to talk about all sorts of things that are spooky and whatnot. Ooh, I like spooky stuff. It is spooky season after all. It is indeed. What are some of your favorite parts about spooky season? Well, I, one of my favorite things is getting together with people, watching some scary movies. Sometimes I like watching pseudo scary movies, like, like horror comedies, if you will. Like what? Well, let's see. Uh, I love, 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 love. What we're going to talk about today, Fair. Child's Play, the Child's Play series. But I also we like uh, me and my girlfriend. We just watched a movie called like oh, what is it, Tragedy Girls? R- weird movie on Hulu. It's basically a comedy, but masquerading as a horror movie. Okay. And I, I recommend it if you want a good chuckle and you like uh, some good kills, as it were. Gotcha. So it's one of those about the unexpected deaths and whatnot. Yes. So, so that's the type of thing that you'll watch with like a group of people. Uh, yeah, you could watch it with a group of people. Uh, what about um other like like horror classics? Is that some of the things, or is it mostly the the horror comedies? Oh, we watch some horror classics too. Every like basically the week before Halloween, I like to start the Halloween series and then finish them by Halloween. So the Halloween series, for those of the, for our audience, you're talking about the, the Michael Myers films. Yes, indeed. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the Rob Zombie Halloween films. I like the original Halloween and then Halloween two is pretty good. Halloween three has nothing to do with Michael Myers. I mean, it's the season Although, of the witch. Come on, dude. I mean, it, it, it's, it's good. That goes right in there with kind of horror comedy. Except it's not supposed to be funny, but it is. So it's one of those inadvertent uh, comedic moments. Yes, but that that's also, I do enjoy that one, but for different reasons. The fourth one is weird, and then the fifth one's even weirder. Then there's the sixth one, which is the first horror movie I ever snuck into as a small child, and it scarred me for life. Is it? Halloween. 
Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. That's Paul Rudd's very first movie. Okay, so that's Paul Rudd pre-Clueless. Uh-huh. That was his very, very first movie was Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. And how old were you when you snuck into that thing? Uh, I was like 10, 11. Okay. Me and my friend's parents like dropped us off at the movie theater. We were supposed to go see like some children's movie, but we were like, ha we're going to sneak into Halloween. And back into the day, it was super easy to sneak into movies. Well, yeah, because you could, you didn't have to have any assigned seats or anything. And they barely filled up seats unless it was like a midnight matinee. Yeah. And this was like midday on like a summer. It was like one of the movie theaters, like that was in a mall. Those are even better because the, the employees don't even want to be there. No, they didn't. I snuck in there and I spent 90% of the movie inside of my own t-shirt. Because you were too scared because it's, it's clearly a movie that you shouldn't be watching for at least another three years. Yeah. I, I had no business being in that movie theater. It scarred me for a couple of years. And since then though, I've grown to truly enjoy the Michael Myers movies. What was the the curse one? Was that the one that happened before um, Resurrection? Yes. Uh, it goes curse, then H2O, then Resurrection. But uh, H2O ignores 4, 5, and 6. I, I hate when they do that. Yes. So the original continuity was 1, 2, but then they go skip 3, 4, 5, 6. But then they went, nah, we want Laurie Strode back. So they went, one, two, H2O, Resurrection. And then with the new one, they said, screw everything but the original one. So now it's just Halloween and then Halloween. <laughs> That's just too confusing. Yes, yes. It, it's quite the conundrum they've got themselves in. Especially when they named both movies in the now only continuity at Halloween. The only way to tell the difference is the date. That would almost be like saying Halloween again. Yes, no, Halloween still. Or Halloween also. Halloween as well. Uh, Halloween, comma, the second. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so some of, some of the times um, when I was in in college at the dorms, I would make people watch the most ridiculous um, horror movies imaginable. Um, but but okay. also have them watch the classics like like Dracula and, and, and Frankenstein and the uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. But some okay. of the most ridiculous horror movies are those horror comedies like um, it, like Eddie Eddie Murphy's uh, uh, Vampire from Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, that's a great movie. And then, of course, in the same fashion. There's um, Dracula dead and loving it. Good old oh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Mel Brooks. Of course, I, I was always into introducing different aspects of Dracula in the time because that's when people were super into Twilight. Oh, dear. So I was trying to be like, yo, this ain't the, like, the real vampire stuff. Um, so I said, let's watch Dracula 2000 because... Okay. Gerard Butler as Dracula. Why not? Dracula 2000 was rough. Yeah, it, it got all 
biblical, but also had vitamin C in it. So like the exact opposite. I I only saw it one time and I don't remember much. I just remember going, what in the name of like a few times, like a bunch of times. Oh yeah. It takes at least three times to be like, Oh, okay. That's a thing. (laughs) And so then I also had a soft spot for the Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, Gary Oldman, Dracula. Freaking Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh yeah, it, that it, movie is nightmare fuel. It's ridiculous and a half. Just all the costume changes and all the the morphing and and so they're all a different take on the same story, but you know, a little something different. I liked it though. It it, it it's one of those where if I want to fall asleep, I'll put it on because it's awkwardly soothing. <laughs> Well, because there's long stretches of nothing, and then blood, and, and longing stares and terrible accents. Yeah, Keanu, we love you, but Keanu. Yeah, he needs to stick to his San Dimas accent it, forever and always. Ha! Huh. Totally. Uh, and and then finally, I I always loved watching the Blade movies. Oh, I love the Blade movies. Uh, they allowed me to write a paper on it in in college. I had a, a film class, and you were supposed to write about a movie that came out in the '90s and talk about um, usage of light and and um, and some acting. But it's it's more of a uh, more of the cinematography aspects of it. A lot of the the photography and background and stuff. And you chose Blade. I did because of its usage of of color. Um, cause normally in a movie, if, if a guy's wearing black, he's the bad guy, right? Right. Unless it's Clint Eastwood, but that's just an entirely different thing. Um, right. it's and neither here nor there. And, but all, all of the vampires were wearing white. That's true. Because they wanted you to see their purity. That's true. And then there was red, which was um, shown as life force. Okay. Okay. So my my professor ended up giving me like a A minus or B plus somewhere around there. So I did okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I chose Blade because it was a '90s film that no one else was gonna choose. I mean, you're right. I mean, what was I gonna do? Apollo thirteen or uh, Ocean? Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, the uh, what is it? The um, Forrest Gump. Oh, man, I would have chosen... What would I have chosen? Mm, that's a tough one. A 90s would, film I, that you had to pick apart and talk about different aspects of its cinematography. I may have gone Ace Ventura. Okay, see? It's another off-kiltered um, choice, but I support it. Thank you. Especially because of he's he's talking out of his butt. Yeah, there, that, yeah, that happens multiple times. Oh, yes. Well... Speaking of of talking um, out of one's butt, um, I believe now is a great time. Um, since For a we, segue. Yes, <laughs> because it's what I do. Um, so here in horror season, we have a great giveaway, um, whereas uh, one person has the opportunity of winning an awesome hat designed by yours truly. And you can do so by collecting a keyword from each of the four horror season episodes and the keyword for this episode is 
eyeball. Eyeball. That's right. Got it. It is eyeball. So for those of you out there, make sure you write that down because what you're going to need to do is send all four keywords to me as an email. Um, send it to did you know Ryan O at gmail.com. First person to send all four, boom, you win a hat. It's kind of cool. I like hats. Hats are fun and crazy. So, so yeah, that's my little uh, awkward segue. Like the, the ones that we currently have out there say, I know Ryan O and also Team Ryan O. I would have to go hashtag Team Ryan O. That, that's a thing. It's, it's totally out there on the, the website. So, we got to make sure that other folks uh, know all about the awesomeness of the horror season. Well, speaking of other things about the horror season, earlier in this episode, you mentioned a particular horror slash comedy saga that we should talk about. That is the Child's Play movies. Ah, uh, yes. So, overall, what what is your overall opinion of the Child's Play saga? Why is it? Why do you find it so intriguing? I, I, honestly, I don't know. Like the first time I saw any of the Chuckies was when I was pretty young because the first one came out what eighty six. Uh, I think it's eighty eight. <clears throat> Let me figure this out. I'm right in front of a computer, like I always am. Child's Play. Uh, the first movie came out nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. Okay, so yeah, that one came out when I was a wee lad. And like, and by the time I first started watching them, the first three of them were well out. I was like eight, nine, ten years old, and it was just on TV. Well, there's a good reason why they were well out because they came out pretty much back to back to back. Because the second one came out 1990, the third one 1991. Yes, yes, yes. And I always just found it kind of funny. But yet, at the same time, a little creepy that there's this little murderous doll. And that nobody ever can overpower this doll. Now, did it make you think that some of your um, action figures or dolls could also come to life? I may have disarmed a couple toys. Okay. Yeah, It's one of those things where um, you have to break it down to the ultimate fear uh, on what is um, a, a part of all of this. So like in The Invisible Man, it's it's things that you can't see, but also the fact that you might be going crazy. Right, yeah. Uh, like, and, I would constantly think things are moving. I'm like, what the? And, and it's a similar thing with the child's play because you have the little tiny doll and, and you say it's moving, but people think you're going nuts. Right. And then it escalates to a exponential standard. This is true. That and uh, kind of growing up, I don't know why my mom dressed me in such a fashion, but I kind of looked like that dang doll. Is it because of the red hair? I had fire red hair. My mom put me in overalls and like a rainbow shirt. I was like, looking back on the photos, like, Mom, did you ever want me to get laid? What we need to do is find that shirt and put it on a t-shirt and sell it in our website. 
I don't I don't know how well that'll sell, but I'm I'm all I'm all for it. If, if I sell at least one, it'd be worth it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because a lot of the t-shirts design, if I sell at least one, it, it's worth it for for someone out there. <laughs> uh, so, what was any aspect of like the like a human being possessing a doll or a a demon or some sort possessing a doll was that part scary or was it mostly just a little tiny thing with crazy amount of strength that could kill you whenever you don't see it? Well, I don't know if it would. Be, it all depends on who's in the doll, really. Like the fact that it's a serial killer that knows voodoo and puts his soul into a doll and then the doll kind of like slowly becomes human itself is kind of weird and creepy. And, and then the, the creepy doll kind of morphed into this, it's its own uh, persona, like very off the beginning, it was just kind of just this doll, but then Chucky kind of developed its own persona towards the end. Yes. By the end, what? I mean right around like 1998 is when when things like well, when uh, when when the fit hits the shan, so to say, when the when they jump the shark, as it were, at least once, <laughs> at least one shark too. Because um, it it hits all the fans at the same time. And and it it so it becomes more of a a icon, um, kind of like we were talking about like the the Michael Myers aspect of it people remember more of the icon than they do the, the story elements within it. Well, yeah, because after a certain time, much like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, the stories no longer matter. <laughs> it's just who's going to die next. We're, we're here to see this weird little doll murder some teens and make some one-liners, and then we're going to leave in an hour and a half. Sounds like a good time. Where's the popcorn? Uh, that's 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 the movies, just like all the other ones. The only ones that don't say things are Jason and and uh, Michael. But if you're there for some one-liners and some deaths, Freddy and uh, Chucky got gotcha. you. Oh, Freddy, that's 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 another one for future podcasts that's going to have to be covered. But Chucky, some of his craziness is ridiculous and a half. Oh, turtle power. Yes, the extra <laughs> half is uh, probably. Related to the fact that, um, well, the, the writers just went absolutely nuts for like the entire thing. The writers and directors just knew what they were going right off the bat and said, okay, let's do this. Why not? Have a good old time. Oh, they they just started throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick. So I did a, a little bit of research on it because, um, you know, it's me and it's the podcast. So mm-hmm. here in the podcast, I've got some some bits and pieces of just a little bit about the, the history of the script. So so we'll, we'll, once we talk about the history of the script, then afterwards we'll, we'll talk about um, the, the plot in general. We'll go through chronologically, shall we? Oh, it's going to be a grand old time. Um, oh, yay. So the first draft of the script was um, completed in 1985, and it had Chucky as Buddy, a doll who came to life after mixing blood with Andy and killed those um, against Andy, for example, the babysitter and the teacher, manifesting um, Andy's loneliness and isolation from an overworked mother and absent father. So that sounds very unfun. Yeah. 
Um, uh, apparently, Buddy, more psychologically driven, um, only came alive at night when Andy was asleep. Interesting. So another aspect of it, there was an original plot idea, was to have a, a lifelike good guy dolls, which are, for those of you who don't know, good guy was the name of the like Cabbage Patch-like TV show that the doll was based on. Anyways, it had a blood and latex skin. If the kids tore the latex skin, they could go out and buy official good guy bandages. So in a in a blood brother blood blood brother pact, that's really tough to say. Andy cut his own hand and mixed his blood with Chucky's, thus causing him to come alive and become human. What? <laughs> yep. The original working title of the film was "Batteries Not Included." before it became known that Steven Spielberg was doing the same thing. So then it became Blood Buddy before it became Child's Play. Blood Buddy? That sounds horrible. Oh, yes. Um, the, the, the original writer, Don Man Mancini, stated in an interview that his original skip toyed with the um, audience a bit longer, making them wonder if young Andy was the killer. Um it eventually was used by Kevin Tinney in Pinocchio's Revenge. I remember seeing trailers for Pinocchio's Revenge, and I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah, I, I, I just it was enough. Like at the late nineties, to be like, "Yeah, it's not a thing for me." Okay, guys, bye. Yeah, I was, I was good. I remember seeing that trailer. It was like back when the paper pay-per-view had a channel and it would just show trailers. Yeah, and, and then you had to choose which one and then on the next channel the, the movie would show up. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so that's some of the crazy um, crazy aspects of the original script. It was it was d- designed as a satire of marketing toys especially around like um black friday and whatnot i still feel they did that pretty well yes the the overall aspect of hey let's get someone to stand in a long line and like buy this toy that the kids must have So, so so that kind of breaks us into the original plot of the the movie nate will you enlighten our uh our listeners out there about what happened in the first child's play all right so it starts off nice and old black and white and there's like a police chase going on and your boy uh charles lee ray is wounded and running from the cops well as a quick pause right there do you know why they named him charles lee ray i don't know why um after three different killers famous killers um, okay. Charles is in Charles Manson. Right. Lee, who do you think Lee, Lee is? Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald? Yes, and then Ray. Right. I don't know Ray. Which one's Ray? James Earl Ray, um, the, the guy James who Earl. murdered um, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, 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 yes. So, so yes, we, we, you said we go and see the, um, we see Charles Lee Ray um, at the robbery gone wrong. Yes, and he's running... His getaway car just speeds off, but that doesn't matter. That gets redconned later. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, uh, and our hero, our cop, is chasing him into chases him into a toy store, and there's a little game of cat and mouse. 
The cop sees it. Charles Lee Ray shoots him again. And he tumbles into some dolls, some good guy dolls. And then right before he's dying, he says his little voodoo chant for Shambhala. And he just asks him to give them the power he begs of you, storm clouds. His soul goes into the doll title card, basically. So so right from there, um, apparently in the novelization, Chucky describes the smell and even taste of Dembala very specifically, saying that he gulped at the air and when it appeared, it smelled so good to an axe-crazy serial killer anyways, and that after it disappeared, the smell and taste of the creature still fueled his senses and he would never lose it completely. So it got super dark with that aspect of the voodoo voodoo words. Okay. Uh, like novel, novelizations go crazy with the horror movies. It's crazy. So the, the chant that you said, um, it was a Haitian Creole. People think it's French. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the exact translation. Oh, fun. Um, it is, I call to thee, Dembala, give me the power I beg of you. Leave me mercy from this mortal coil. Grant me life beyond death. Move my mortal soil into this vessel. I command thee, Dembala. I command thee, and it goes on and on from that. Well, at least it actually says things. There's lots of movies out there that would just ramble and be like, oh, no, it says that. Yeah, it's like the, the, those are the words. It's like, well, that's that's unless it's a made-up language, those aren't the words, dog. Yeah, that happens more than I care to admit. And, and then, like back in the day when they were speaking Klingon, they're like, "Oh yeah, these are the words." Then finally, people like nowadays are like, "He's not speaking Klingon. He's just making up gibberish, like the Swedish chef." You're like, "How dare you?" <laughs> so you said title cards, child's play. I believe so. I watched them all in succession recently, and it's all blurred into one big Chucky. But I'm pretty sure. So so what's the overall plot after that in the first Child's Play? Well, we then meet our perhaps the cutest child that's ever graced our screens, little Andy Barkley. Andy Barkley. Just the most adorable little kid actor in the history of kid actors. I think his name's like Alex Vincent or something. Something like that. But uh, meet him, and mom gets him like a present, but it's not the present that he wants, and he wants a good guy doll. But mom couldn't get the good guy doll, so mom's at work later on, and like her random friend is like, there's a guy in the alleyway selling good guy dolls, and she's like, what? She's like, is that legal? She's like, who cares? Do you want the doll or not? And they just wind sprint into an alley where this homeless dude has the obviously possessed good guy doll because the movie's got a movie, yo. Yo. And, uh, and she buys it off this homeless guy. And then we go to Andy's house or the apartment and he gets a good guy doll. And like, he, he like holds the good guy doll up to him and the kid's like, we're going to go read. And, like, he's obviously, like, listening to Chucky or whatever. He's like, we got to go to the bathroom now. And then, like, we're like, okay, that's weird. And it, it takes at least, I would say, like, 40 minutes until you see Chucky actually move. 
Yeah, it, it it becomes a lot of a aspect of like weird things are happening, and, uh-huh. and you you don't know why uh, until um, all of a sudden like uh, a fire uh, like a fire happens in there and like it it. Well, uh, his mom uh, asked that friend to babysit Andy. That's right. And uh, she's like wandering around and she's like, she thinks Andy's awake, but like Chucky's doing all this random weird stuff and like putting stuff here. And then Chucky's like sitting on the counter and she's like, okay. And then you see these little feet pitter patter of, and just like shove her like out the window. <laughs> and yeah. she just goes, ah! Yeah, and then Andy's like, Chucky did it. And everybody's like... Mm, there's these little itty-bitty feet. You're a little itty-bitty dude. Uh, thinking you might have a murderous child on your hands. And it, he keeps blaming the child, blaming the doll. And everybody's like, ah, the kid's crazy. Yeah, and and that, that kind of goes on for a bit. That's kind of the, uh, the, the main theme of the first movie. Oh, yeah, and... Like, Chucky doesn't fully, like, reveal himself until, like, uh, the mom just, like, was like, I'm gonna mess with this doll for a second. Because Chucky kills, like, a couple random superfluous characters just here and there that we don't really care about. Like, he appears in one place and you're like, okay, whatever. But he doesn't truly reveal himself. Until, like, the mom was, like, has, like, the fire poker and is going to, like, stab him or, like, cut off a finger or something. Mm-hmm. And he, he just, like, and he calls her a mean name. Look at me editing myself. Nice work. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it only took six, seven times, but whatever. <laughs> and just, like, starts attacking. And but one thing that was pretty cool about uh, all the movies is the animatronics are done really, really well. Because it's a little tiny robot thing. Yeah. And when it's not, it's a it's a person who's it's a small person who's rather short inside a little costume. Yeah. And they use a little bit of force perspective to make him look smaller. It, and then he so they they kill more and more people. And Chucky acts he he gets injured at one point. And he's 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 bleeding. Yeah, uh, he gets, like, an arm chopped off and, like, a leg chopped off, and he's, like, crawling around. There's, like, six fake-out deaths. There's one point where it's just, like, an arm, like, choking this dude, and he's just swearing up a storm. And then he gets, like, shot, like, six times, and eventually they get him through the heart because that's what you're supposed to do. And he's like, Before that, Chucky goes to his former voodoo instructor, as you do. That was the one where he takes uh, Andy on the on the butt on the subway. It's like the L train or whatever. On the train, yeah. And, and so he tells him like the longer he stays in a doll, the more human he will become. So uh, he he tries to help him reverse the spell, but like like the the voodoo instructor is like nah. So um, Chucky finds out that in order to escape the doll, he must transfer his soul into, into Andy, the, who's the into first, the first human. person. That he revealed himself to, yes. That's yes. that's what's up. That's the main point. But you know, it, his mom says no, and 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 Mike, the uh, the police dude, is like, "Yo," and it just gets darker and darker. <laughs> yes. 
until exactly what you said. Um, uh, the the police dude shoots Chucky in the heart, which officially kills the doll. For now. Uh, cut to a year later, which we will do right after a word from our sponsor. While you're listening to this ad, I'd like you to look down. Now look back up. Are you wearing an awesome shirt that says Team Ryan O? Or a shirt with a duck with a cup spilled over that says Party Foul? Are you also wearing a really cool button that says Did You Know with Ryan O? Or a hat that says Team Ryan O? Or I Know Ryan O? Well, if you're not doing any of those things, you should be. And you can do so by going to Zazzle.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan O. That's right, folks. I have my own merchandise shop, and you can buy all sorts of amazing awesomeness pertaining to this podcast and show your love by once again going to Zazzle.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O? And now a year has passed in the realm of the Child's Play saga. Nate, what happened in Child's Play 2? All right. We're going to do this one nice and fast because we got to talk about the good stuff. All right. First one starts off, oh, the second one starts off with, uh, like, the manufacturers of the toy company, like, for some reason, reassemble the good old Chucky good guy doll. Because they're trying to reopen the good guy doll line. And for some reason, rebuilding that one seemed like a good idea. They wanted and, to reassure stockholders um, that yeah. everything's okay. Yes, but I mean, ugh. it's like a cruise line taking the same path as the Titanic. I'm sure you'll be fine, but why would you do it? <laughs> but, but like, and then like they build it. A random tech guy, when they're like jump starting Chucky to make sure he works, gets electrocuted because Chucky's a supernatural doll. Electrocute, that's kill number one. It's a good time. And then, like, after that, the good guy doll moves and he moves again, and you're like, okay, he's alive. And then he, Chucky kills the executive that works, that owns the good guy doll company by like turning on every single toy imaginable. And it's ridiculous, but I love it. Oh, yeah. It, it's and crazy. Use, and uses the most weirdly precise internet I've ever seen for a movie that came out in 1989. Mm-hmm. Where he, he, like, just, like, quick Google searches Andy Barkley, and he's like, this is where Andy is. And he just, like, ships himself <laughs> or whatever. Or just shows up there or takes a car. I think he takes a car. Like, <laughs> but yeah, he just ends up at, at um, Andy's new house. Yeah, he just ends up there. Speaking of Andy, he's now dealing with foster parents because mom is now in an insane asylum because they couldn't get the actress that played her mom back for the second one. So they're like, okay, write her off. She's a crazy person. But we all know she's not crazy. So Andy's dealing with uh, uh, foster care, gets adopted by, like, some kind of nice foster parents. I can't, like, I get creepy vibes off them, but yet they're nice. Like, the mom's really nice, but the dad, like, like he drinks, you can tell. I was like, I was like, why do they keep adopting children? And then you meet his foster sister, Kyle, who's pretty awesome. Kyle rocks. Uh, 
Yeah, I love Kyle. She's way cool. I wish she was in more movies. But uh, Kyle, and they eventually, when Chucky's there, Chucky, like, slowly just starts icing people. Basically, like, Chucky shows up. Chucky starts talking about how Chucky's real and doing that. And the parents are like, this kid's crazy. So Andy's like, okay, I got to act like this doll's not real. <laughs> so he's like, uh-huh. But then Chucky goes into the basement and Andy goes down in there. And then the dad comes down and sees and trips. And he's like hanging there. And he sees Chucky's alive. And then Chucky just like ices him. He falls and like breaks his neck. And I was like, I was like, eh. whatever. And, and I think before that, um, the, that the, the mom, the foster mom could like tell anybody. That's kind of where Chucky starts going after her too. Yeah. And then right after that. The foster mom doesn't like Andy anymore. Thinks that Andy just murdered her husband. So whatever, it's going. Things aren't going that well. Uh, right after that, like Andy gets taken somewhere. It's not. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter where he goes. It doesn't really matter where Andy goes. Chucky will follow. But first, Chucky's got to deal with some loose ends. So he takes care of the good old foster mom. So. And then Kyle sees that the foster mom is dead. And Kyle and Chucky have like a a kind of toe-to-toe thing, but Kyle escapes. Kyle go Kyle goes and gets Well, no. Chucky basically holds up Kyle so Kyle can drive Chucky to where Andy is. I remember that because the car pulls over Kyle and Chucky. And he goes, Oh, there's a buddy doll. What's your name? And Chucky, just not even pretending to be a good guy doll, just looks up and gives the whole Charles Lee Rankin, Chucky. And you're like, <laughs> And he's like, whoa, that's crazy. And it's all and because then, he needs to put his soul into Andy's body still. Still, because he's still, for reasons that we will explain shortly. So then he gets to where Andy is, which is, and then they run escape to the toy factory where the good guy dolls are being made, which is a cool set piece, not going to lie. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the, the hapless security guard gets, like, two doll eyes shoved in his face. I was like, that's gnarly. And then, like, eventually Kyle and Ch- uh, Kyle and Andy trick Chucky, and he gets, like, sent into, like, this meltier thing, and he gets, like, welded together with, like, 18 Chucky things, and it's kind of gruesome, and then he gets melted, and he gets stabbed and shot and he's he's like super dead <laughs> yeah and then then they just walk away and then uh, kyle's like can we go home and andy's like where's home and then they have a chuckle and then the movie ends <laughs> yeah T- two was a uh interesting bit like some of the most redeeming aspects of it was um was Kyle just like that little friendship that Andy could make? That's true. Oh, I also forgot about the one time Chucky killed the teacher with a yardstick. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was even in that movie. But that also happens. But then my one of the the least the most hard to explain things ever is Child's Play three because they filmed it the very next year. Yeah. So um, Child's Play three was actually written um, six months. Here, I got it written down. Um, it was written um, about 
three months before the second one was released. So, yeah, so be- Interesting. before two was released, the third one was was written. And it takes place um, like eight years later. It really takes place in like 1997, 1998. So it jumps to the future. Yeah, it jumps to the future. Because Andy's now, what's his face? What's his name? What's the actor? Uh, Justin, let me get there. Uh, Child's Play 3, directed by, written by. Eight years after Chucky's murder remains to the thing. I'll get there. Um, Justin Whalen. Justin Whalen. Hi, the nineties are here. He was <laughs> he was apparently sixteen in that movie. Yeah. Or was supposed to be. But yeah, there's an eight year time jump in one year, and now Andy is at military school because he's jumped from foster home to foster home because, you know, murderous dolls will do something to your psyche. Oh yeah. Because murders, you know, like, like you got to toughen up. You got to be something like, but who sent him there? But it has a pretty cool, like, opening scene where, like, they turn on the factory and they start making the dolls again. Oh, that's and right. They put, they put, like, Chucky's, like, melted corpse into, like, a vat. And then, like, all like he gets, like, built slowly through the opening credits. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then it finishes and he goes, Rah! And I was like, and you're like, ooh. And it's it's all because like he it still had like the same blood, so it was the same Chucky, but with a new body. With a new body, and that brings us like about he still thinks he needs Andy for the first part, but then he's like, wait a minute, I have a new body. New body, so, new rules. <laughs> new body, new rules. Because you know who cares? We're here to see a talking doll. Do what you want with the rules. He's like, but so in this movie, he re- reveals himself to this little kid. That's also, for some reason, going to this military school. I don't really know the rules of this place. I think the kid was like the son of one of the teachers at the military school. Okay, maybe, yeah. But he, he worked there. He was supposed to deliver Chucky to Andy, but he accidentally ripped the doll, the bag open. He sees it's a buddy doll, so he's like, this is mine now. And then Chucky like shoots out of the packaging. He's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and he's like, Hi. <laughs> And since that kid was the first one that he revealed himself to, he tries to put himself into that kid's body. For literally the entire movie. And through various shenanigans, he keeps getting interrupted. There's, there's like, my favorite scene in the whole movie, probably when he scares the general into a heart attack, when he was going to kill him, he goes, ah, you got to be kidding me. It's it just made his job so much easier. But he wanted to kill him. He was like, oh, come on. <laughs> I was like, all right. Out of it. And then he switches, like, there's there's a lot of weird stereotypes in the third one. The third one's probably one of the not so, like, I grew up loving it because that's, like, one of the first ones I saw. I was like, this one's kind of cool. But there's a lot of stupid, like, stereotypes. There's the random bully that's being a bully for no reason. Because it's in a military school, so they try to pull like rank and order and stuff into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just the worst. Uh, he's horrible. Uh, his roommate is like this weird nerdy kid that literally sees Chucky murder the weird creepy dude that does the haircuts at this place that just randomly goes around and tugs on people's hair. And he goes, Stevenson, Wednesday. And then he's just like, 
Yeah, it's like, it's your time for a haircut, dude. You're like, okay, okay. But yeah, that his little nerdy roommate literally sees Chucky murder someone. And Andy's like, you saw Chucky, didn't you? He's like, nope, don't know what you're talking about. Nope, nope, nope. Because who's going to believe him? Because he's been bullied his entire life, sadly. I was like, maybe the dude who told you about the murders doll maybe might believe you. And then, like, the, as per protocol at apparently military schools like this, they have a giant paintball war in the mountains. Yeah, a- a- as you do, which the mountains were, you know, only a quarter mile away from an th- amusement park. Yeah, and, like, there's a giant, they just go off into the forest with real rifles just loaded with paint pellets instead of real bullets. And then Chucky just changes half of the te- all the blue team's ammo to real bullets. So he's just icing all the red team. And they're like, oh, my God, they're real bullets. And then, like, Chucky starts, like, hucking grenades and stuff. And then the roommate, like, decides he's going to sacrifice himself and just lands on the grenade instead of, you know, throwing it away because he's laid on the grenade for like a good 10 seconds before it blew up. Of course, because it's ridiculous. I was like, just throw the grenade, man. But no, he had to do this real big sacrifice, which I didn't like care about because the kid was on screen for like 10 minutes of the whole movie. Yeah, the movie needed more Chucky. Yes, but the ending was interesting because they end up at that weird amusement park, which which clearly has zero safety protocols. Yeah, because this place is insane. Like you, you, they go into the weird, um, like little horror um, amusement ride that's pretty much like um, haunted mansion on steroids. Yeah, it has like a real swinging guillotine, evidently. Which because it slices Chucky right in almost half. And, and so, who needs that sort of ridiculousness um, attached to like an actual, like like it? Just give me a fake blade. It's all we need. And it's all you need, man. Who got the real guillotine? He's just whack whack, just swinging around. But eventually they end up in there uh, is Andy and his love interest in the movie uh, played by Ari Gold's wife. I can't remember her real name. That not, you know, we'll just call her Ari Gold's wife because yeah, that's what you do. I mean, she she's always looked very, very pretty. Just saying. But uh, uh, she's there. They fight off Chucky. Chucky gets blown into smithereens. He, he's all done and and you, you, you think it's it's over until his smithereens, don't they, like, morph together into a giant? Isn't that the one? No, I'm, I'm thinking the other ones. No, you're right. He gets blown into smithereens. And the, and the movie just at the ends, like, they're talking, like, they're him, Andy, and his, his boo thing are out at the cars. She's like, how do you, do you ever get used to this? What is this? It's crazy. He's like, ah, you get used to it. And they're like, uh, and then the movie ends again. And then there's a pretty big gap, like seven, eight years or something between movies. Yes. So the, so this one came out in 1991. The next movie comes out in 1998. So technically the child's play three and the bride of Chucky take place six months apart. 
For crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, technically, maybe maybe they did that on purpose. They just needed a bunch of time off. Or to they come just... up with the brilliant Bride of Chucky. Oh, which the Bride of Chucky, you, you say brilliant. I, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> well, it... it Bride of Chucky just steers 100% into comedy area. The first three try and be horror movies with some quips. This one, they say, screw it. We have a talking doll. Let's make it funny. Yeah. It's, it's time to like make ourselves like, let's, let's make fun of ourselves. So the official tagline of the Bride of Chucky, just going right into it, says, uh, Chucky gets lucky. <laughs> I kind of like it. So you know exactly <clears throat> what you're walking into. And so <clears throat> Bride of Chucky starts us off with a a character that we didn't even know existed known as Tiffany, who has basically um, been with Chucky, like like a former lover, and who's also a serial killer. Right. And she, she like, has a cop break uh, Chucky, or like his evidence or the doll, you know, which is evidence out of an evidence locker to give to her. And, and so she, she crudely stitches Chucky's Chucky back together and reenacts the, the voodoo ritual to, to Dumbala, which, um, which, you know, happened 10 years ago. And so he, he comes back to life and ends up killing Tiffany's goth uh, boyfriend, like uh, Alexis Arquette. Played played by the incomparable Alexis Arquette. Uh, so so then Tiffany is like, yeah, let's let's pick this up where we left off, and then, uh, like she she basically trash talks Chucky into killing her, and then he puts her in a doll, basically out of spite. <laughs> yeah, that's, that so sounds not, about right. That, then there's a Tiffany doll. Because, like, she didn't want to, she was just like, you know what, I don't want to be with you. I'm over this. And he's all like, nobody likes me. And he just, he kills her by pushing a TV into a bathtub. Tiffany is dead. But she's also now into a doll. And then we meet Catherine Heigl. <laughs> yeah, because um, Chucky tells <laughs> Tiffany that his plan is that they have to retrieve a magical amulet that was buried buried with his body in order to transfer their souls into other people's bodies. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. And so, like you said, Catherine Heigl shows up with her boyfriend and uh, like her stepdad. Is it stepdad or is it actually her dad? I think it's her stepdad. Um, is uh, John Ritter? I'm gonna say her strict and possessive uncle. Okay. But is it, it's played by the amazing John Ritter, and he's playing just like the worst dude, and he's like also the sheriff of this town. So like whenever she gets like taken out, like he he does not let her see. You learn immediately, does not let her see her boyfriend, which is played by some guy I've never seen before in my life. It does not matter. Nope, does not matter. <laughs> but uh, and and like, and Chucky's still trying to to get. Um, him and and Tiffany back to where their bodies were, just so that they can do something. I don't even remember that part. Well, they got to dig up the amulet. That's right. They got to dig up the amulet, and then that. they got to find some. <laughs> yeah, you did. They got to dig up the amulet, find some bodies, become human. 
but but it becomes more and more difficult because they kill people along the way. Yes. And then they basically they just hitch a ride in the back of the van of the main couple because they want to elope. They didn't even mean because Jennifer Tilly's character Tiffany wrote him a letter that he needs to transport the dolls to a certain location which is where the the bo- the body's buried and he's like whatever she paid me so I was like I get that you need that paper trying to get married trying so, to get some money and, and trying and, to get some money and then along the way um, Chucky um, proposes to Tiffany because that's a thing and, and then the, the two of the, the... <laughs> he, he proposes after one of the ridiculous they're at that ridiculous motel right yeah and then uh, Tiffany kills the this ridiculously swinger couple that robs people. Yeah, she throws a champagne bottle into a mirror ceiling. Ceiling, and all the glass shards come down, murders the couple, chops off a wedding finger perfectly. Chucky takes off the ring and puts it on her thumb. <laughs> yeah. <because laughs> and then he, she's like, oh, Chucky. <laughs> and then there's one of the weirdest sex scenes you'll ever see in your entire life ensue. <laughs> but but it's important that we that we mention that the two yeah. dolls did indeed make love. They sure did. You don't really see it. you see weird silhouettes doing stuff, and then she asks, "Did you bring protection?" And he goes, "Babe, I'm all rubber." And she goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so 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 they keep going um, um, to get to the to the gravesite. Um, and so then Chucky tries to get them to open the casket and take the amulet, which they do. And then, um, yikes. Um, basically Tiffany decides that the two of them belong dead, like, like should stay dead. But Chucky's like, nah, let's don't. Well, uh, Tiffany wants to become human. And then Chucky's like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm a killer doll. <laughs> yeah, let's just She's stay like, a doll. I'm infamous. I can live forever. Human, you get old, you die. It's, I don't see any upside. And she's like, but I don't wanna. And so they fight. Uh, he kills Tiffany. And then the two main characters, like, decapitate and murder Chucky again. Yep. So, you know. They shoot him in the chest, killing him. Um, and, and so then Tiffany's... Uh, she springs up awake and starts screaming, giving birth to a baby doll before finally di- dying. Yeah, the, because uh, a random cop finds the body, the doll, and he's like, oh, and she starts screaming. He's like, ah, and then a weird toothed baby comes out and shoots at the cur- the cop and the credits. <laughs> and, and so five years later, we get the seed of Chucky. Uh Cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> so where where we end up following um, the the offspring of the two of them. <laughs> Glenn or Glenda. There's the first scene of the movie is actually shot kind of well. It's all first person, and he goes through this house and he just like kills an entire family. But then he realizes the dream, and the little girl in the dream is like, "You're pissing your pants." And, and then he wakes up and he's peeing all over himself. Turns out he's a marionette in like Britain or whatever. And that's why he has a British accent throughout the entire movie because he was raised apparently by this and weird it, 
Dude. <laughs> Billy Boyd. Billy Boyd. Uh, so then we, we eventually get to um, Je- Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. My favorite thing of the all of these movies. Because you all know that Jennifer Tilly died as Tiffany in the last movie. So in this movie, we go crazy meta. Like, they saw Scream 3 and went, ah, hold my beer. Because, like, her, her new horror film is called Chucky Goes Psycho. Yes. And, like, there's this weird scene with, like, a Santa going through, like, a cemetery, and there's a Chucky doll. You're like, okay, we're starting off strong. Chucky's already here. Let's get to it. And then you see it's an animatronic Chucky that's glitching. You're like, okay. And an animatronic Tiffany as well. Yes, animatronic Tiffy, Tiffany and Chucky. So then it goes to Jennifer Tilly, who is voicing the Tiffany doll, who was played by Jennifer Tilly. But then, then, like, Billy Boyd sees, like, an interview where I'm going to just call him Billy Boyd. Oh, sure. It's well, Glenn slash Glenda. And so he, he <laughs> uses the amulet, the heart of Dimbala, in order to bring his parents back to life. Yes, he, he goes to California, brings them back to life, and which is kind of a funny scene because Chucky wakes up. He's like, who the hell are you? And he just shows him, like, the Made in China thing, and Chucky passes out. <laughs> because he sees his own Made in China uh, yeah. thing on his wrist. Like, oh, you got the same tattoo. Yikes. <laughs> but he's not before uh, Chucky was ripping into him because Glenn is green for some reason. We, we never know why. We never, you never know why he's green. But in this universe, Jennifer Tilly plays Tiffany, who is a doll played by Jennifer Tilly, who then is Jennifer Tilly playing herself, playing a doll that's Jennifer Tilly, only then to be killed and possessed by Tiffany, who is played by Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the very end. Um, gets like Tiff, like you said, Tiffany becomes Jennifer Tilly, and then um, she, Jennifer Tilly finds out she's pregnant. Yes, with twins. <laughs> with twins, and so they they move the Glenn slash Glendas into the chin into the twins. But yes, yeah, so we, uh, we I should explain why we keep calling it Glenn slash Glenda. The this uh the their child Glenn Glenn does not want to be a killer. He doesn't want to kill. But Glenda, his other split personality, is a cold-hearted murderer. Like, sets some chick on fire and is crazy. So he's schizophrenic. Like, yes. Two personalities. He's a crazy person. So, so, Glenn wants nothing to do with violence. Glenda, crazy baby. Until so, Glenn decides, because Chucky pretty much kills the Tiffany without killing Tiffany because Tiffany moves into the, the body of the mom. Um, he, he kills, um, Chucky kills Tiffany. This, this work gets confusing. And then well, super confusing because he kills Tiffany and Tiffany like says the Tiffany doll says like a couple last words on the floor in front of Jennifer Tilly, who we still presume is playing herself. And then Glenn goes crazy and starts doing some Matrix moves, does like a backflip over Chucky, grabs an axe, and just chops off every limb, and Chucky's like, damn proud of you, boy. Yeah, and he, and he kills he kills his own dad, and he's like, he's like, you must be Glenda, and he's like, he's like, no, daddy, it was me. 
He's like, ah, at a boy. And you're just like, okay. And then, uh, then it jumps Tilly, like, doesn't it jump five years later? Or five to eight, like, uh, because it's like the twins' birthday party. For Jennifer Tilly's children. For Jennifer Tilly's children. And their, like, babysitter slash maid is deciding she wants to quit because she is terrified of Glenda, who's, like, leering at her through the window. Who's who's an actual person who's now, like, five or six or whatever. Yeah, just leering, just like, me. And I was like, crazy child. While Glenn is out in the garden playing with a butterfly because he's the nicest little ginger baby that's ever existed. <laughs> And then, then Jennifer Tilly uh, like goes, if that's what you want, and then just proceeds to murder the maid with like a Chucky doll or the Tiffany doll or something. And then the, her eyes like flash green, which means Tiffany is inside Jennifer Tilly. So I was like, okay, so that worked. And then at the very end of the movie, like a box comes for uh, Glenn, he opens it and Chucky's hand comes out and chokes him and then that's the end of that. But my favorite part of this whole entire movie is the fact that Redman is in it playing himself, directing a movie about the Virgin Mary. And he gets Jennifer Tilly to play the Virgin Mary. Uh, yeah. Well, well, he doesn't get her. She tries to sleep her way into the role. He really wanted Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Of course. <laughs> I just love the fact that Jennifer Tilly plays Tiffany, who's voiced by Jennifer Tilly, to play a doll, voiced by Jennifer Tilly, to come back in a movie where Jennifer Tilly's playing herself, voicing a doll that's voiced by Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> it, it, it gets super confusing. And I then, was like, I love it. And then all of that confusion kind of goes away because the next movie starts. Well, the next one kind of it, it basically keeps all the continuity, but it ignores the children. Like it's like Glenn and Glenda, nah, forget it, <laughs> because it was weird and kind of dumb. But there's another time jump, and this one's uh, goes to like this family, like in this weird house. There's this girl who's a uh, has no use of her legs. Yes. And the reason for this is explained later in the movie, but for some reason she gets a package and it's a, a good guy doll who's got nice new makeup and you're like, oh, great. It's obviously Chucky. And then because, you know, because it's it's named after the it's 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 a uh, what is it? The, the curse of Chucky. So it's got to be Chucky. The curse of Chucky. Which is kind of a return to form. It, it gets rid of most of the most, if not all, the silliness. It's just a straightforward like slasher. It takes another like forty-five minutes for Chucky to animate himself and reveal himself. But he's just like doing stuff. He like poisons like the dinner. Like the family kind of sucks. Like the main girl who is played by the actor who plays Chucky's real life daughter. Which I always thought was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, because um, Brad Dwarf's daughter like doesn't necessarily look like him, but has like some features, so you kind of go with it. You're like, okay, okay, okay. But uh, the whole reason like Chucky gets sent to this house is because 
through flashbacks like halfway through the movie after Chucky's made his way through the entire family, you see that the mom, like uh, Charles Lee Ray had like weird stalker vibes towards this mom. And the reason that uh, she's in a wheelchair and has never been able to walk is because while her mom was pregnant, Charles really stabbed the mom and like did something to the spinal cord and all that good stuff. And they kind of redcon the beginning of the original child's play. Like the reason why he's running from the cops is now because of this and other murders. But he was called, the cops were called for that instant right there. Oh yeah. And there's that. And then they have a weird back and forth. There's like six dead people in the house. Cop comes and then sees this girl with like knives, a knife in her hand, blood all everywhere, dead people, and a doll. <clears throat> and then you're like, okay. And then she ends up in a mental inst- asylum in the next one. But the post credit scene is one of my favorite things when Jennifer Tilly's mailing Chucky to another people, another person, which turns out to be Andy, played by the original actor. Yeah, because because you you need to bring him back because he's old enough now to be an adult. Yeah, which I truly appreciated. Just the whole scene at like the post office where she's like, "Do you? Is it fragile? Surprisingly, no. Do you want insurance? It's not necessary. It protects you and the people you're sending the package to." And she's like, "I doubt that." <laughs> and I was just like, like all the little tongue in cheek, and it's this is Jennifer Tilly playing Tiffany again because she's not busy. Bring Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. She needs an extra dollar. Why not? Go for it. Yeah, why not? Why not? But then he sends it to Andy's place and then he cuts himself out of the box, looks around, you see a picture of Kyle and the same stock photo that is of Andy and his mom that's in every single Child's Play movie on the counter. Oh, yeah, because it's it's just, it's, it's her. Like, that's like, the only pack. That's the only photo those two ever took. Which they probably don't have to pay her again, but you know. Well, yeah, but I was just like, whatever. If they do, it's not much. But and then uh, Chucky thinks he's got the drop on Andy, and he turns, and there's a shotgun in his face, and he's like, "Play with this," and he's just like, "Pow!" Just shoots him, and that fades to the next movie, which is Cult of Chucky, which is just a whole bag of shenanigans where there's multiple Chucky's and a. He like learns a new spell. Yeah, the, the the new spell doesn't he learn it from like a, a weird book or something? No, he lear- learns it from VoodooForDummies.com in a in a fun line in the movie. So I learned the spell from VoodooForDummies.com. Total game changer. Now he, he just puts like a duplicate of himself in like he can he at the end of Curse of Chucky he finally gets himself into a small child. And then, like, apparently, like, through, like, in the time period between this and that, that kid was, like, murdering people. But eventually, a person gets caught. So he only puts himself in dolls now. So it's just, like, dolls and crazy things. And, like, it starts off with Andy Barkley on a date. And she, apparently his date, like, Googled him. And she's like, this is a little bit much for me. He's like, fine. He goes home. He's got, like, an armory. And he opens a safe, and it's the Chucky head that he put a shotgun shell through in the last one, and it's still alive. And he basically just 
like talks trash to this doll every day and they're kind of got like a bro relationship going where they just like shoot the shoot the stuff and then he, he gives him some weed and then chucky like gives him a jump scare and then he tortures chucky a little bit you know good times between friends and then uh they go to the mental asylum where homegirl's losing her mind still in a wheelchair but whatever and there's like creepy like her like the head dude of the asylum is obviously a creep yeah because he he wants to do some weird um like hypno stuff on pretty girls yeah yeah he's it's insinuated that he's done that a few times and when chucky finally gets there uh He's walking through the hallway with a knife, and this one like crazy person looks at him. She goes, "You're not really there," and he's like, "Are you messing with me?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, "Nope. If I admit you're there, that means you're real." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and like they get in this little weird argument, and he goes, "I'm gonna go down here, and I'm gonna kill her, and then I'm coming back for you." <laughs> I was only gonna kill her. But now it's you. <laughs> and, and then he starts to split his his own personality, like his his own self, into multiple dolls eventually. And it, yeah. it, it just gets crazy and, and there's like multiple murders and and eventually he moves his soul into the, the body of the girl. Yeah, and before he does that he puts his like it's insinuated that he puts his soul into a schizophrenic he's like multiple Malcolm. So only one of Malcolm's personalities is Charles Lee Ray, but the rest are still all his shenanigans. So, but so that was weird. And, and he, then, he, he thought he was a poser, but he wasn't really. And it, that part got confusing too. It's very confusing. But they and then there's the woman that clearly killed her baby. That's using one of the Chuckies as a pretend baby. And that was a weird death. He like shoves his hand down her throat, but it was really weird. And Chucky was breastfeeding. Let's not even open up that can of worms. That just that gets weird. Really, it was super weird. And that was the only part of that movie where I went, "What the heck, man?" Now we're just being weird for be weird. But when he gets like, the, there's two times that the main the evil doctor was like hypnotizing Chucky, and each time, oh, not hypnotizing Chucky, hypnotizing the girl, and each time Chucky appeared behind him. And knocked him out, and he's like, "What is it with this guy?" And people say, "I'm a bad guy." <laughs> yeah. So, so eventually, like, out of the good things that happened, that guy finally got what he deserved. In like the most graphic death of the entire series, because he, Chucky finally puts his soul into the girl, like you said. But the girl's never walked a day in her life, and all of a sudden, she just hops up out of the chair but before that happens my favorite part of the movie happened i can't believe i almost forgot about it uh andy barkley knows something's going on at the asylum so he gets himself committed he just punches the security guard gets himself in a padded cell to get himself in the building which i don't think that's how that would work but for this movie we're doing it oh yeah it, it the movie barely cost anything it was a netflix one so why not yeah why not but before he did that, he sent his own Chucky doll there with with like a buzz cut, like his Andy Barkley haircut from the third one, basically. He got the high and tight, and he, he was in there. And the two Chucky dolls is like, there's another one? 
And they're like, no, wake him up. So they wake him up. So now there's a third Chucky with like a buzz cut. And they're all arguing while homegirls tied up about who gets to go kill Andy. <laughs> and they're just going. And one of them has one arm. One is kind of covered in dirt. And, and they're just like, one's, he's like, I've had a really bad day. I should get to kill him. And then he's like, no, no, no. I've been at this for a while. I've been here the whole time. I get to kill him. And then the one with the buzz cut goes, uh, guys, and just points at his hair. And they go, well, yep, you're right. Go mess him up. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all the Chuckies are like, oh, yep, yep. Yep, yep. Go mess him up. You deserve it. So that that Chucky goes to go kill Andy, lets himself in the padded room. And Andy does the one thing that no one ever did throughout this entire se- series. He holds the Chucky doll down. He just holds him down, and the Chucky's like, ah! I was like, why did no one just Because it's a this? doll. Like, yeah, just step on the doll. <laughs> but then he reaches his hand inside the Chucky and pulls out a gun. <laughs> and then that Chucky's like, you sent me? And he shoots that Chucky, and then right after he shoots that Chucky, homegirl who's never walked a day in her life but can now walk because she's possessed by Charles Z. Ray shows up and goes, oh, you, sh- you shoot me, you kill her. And then the cops show up, and she goes, tag, you're it, and shuts the door, and Andy's stuck in the cell. And then he goes, she goes outside where Jennifer Tilly's waiting, who's playing herself still, possessed by Tiffany. And Jennifer Tilly's waiting. They kill those two cops, and then they make out. And she, uh, the main girl from the movie, who's now Charles Lee Ray, is like, that was weird. And then Jennifer Tilly's like, I could get used to it. And then they get in the car and they start laughing and it pans and there's a Tiffany doll in the back that's also laughing. And I'm like, for the love of God. Yeah. And then it, it, she, they drive off the credits roll. And then the post-credit scene, they go back to Andy's house and that Chucky doll is still just sitting there kind of just talking crap to himself. And the door opens and the Chucky doll goes, ah, and looks at the shelf and looks at the picture of Kyle and then looks back and goes, Kyle? And they got the same actress that played Kyle from the second movie to come in. And she, he's like, what are you doing here? And she goes, Andy sent me. We're going to have some fun. She does like a menacing like fist pop thing. And then it fades to black. And that is probably the last Child's Play movie, at least in that continuity that we will ever see. But the way they make movies nowadays, who are we to say? Because <laughs> luckily enough... Um, just recently, they created Child's Play, which was the the remake of the original stuff. And I'm going to kind of blast through this super quickly. So it's based off of a doll, a buddy doll. Buddy doll was created um, overseas. The guy who created it pretty much was losing his job. And so he decided to infect that doll with all sorts of nasty code. And so it just had like zero morality. So it comes over to America and, and Annie and his mom end up getting him. And, then, and he becomes Andy's best friend because that's what you do. But along the way, um, while being Andy's best friend, all sorts of nonsense happens because the doll doesn't understand anything. So the doll, threatened by anything that might also be his best friend or hinder him from being best friends, starts going on a murderous rampage, which ends up with them leading to pretty much a Walmart where um, because of how frustrated and crazy and misunderstood this doll ends up being from neglect and uh, mis. Like like zero knowledge, zero morality. He takes over an entire Walmart because of 
Bluetooth connections and pretty much goes aggro on every single person, infecting a whole bunch of other buddy dolls and just tries to keep on murdering them over and over and over and over again until eventually, well, you know, he he dies. So, well, yeah. But it's voiced by the incomparable Mark Hamill, so it's got that going for it. So, so Mark Hamill is amazing and a half and pretty much one of the main reasons why to watch that thing. Yes. Uh, it, it, and the only reason it's named Child's Play is because it's a known franchise. It has literally nothing in common with the original one. <laughs> Aside from the fact that it's a doll. And the kid's name is Andy. and Yeah. As, it's, as, it's Chucky, and that's about it. It, it didn't need to be a Child's Play movie. So, out of all these um, Child's Play movies, I've got a couple of fun things. Um, here's a little bit of trivia about the, the movies. Which one do you think had the... Um, let's see. Which one do you think made the most money? Made the most money? Yep. Well, uh, let's see. <clears throat> but it, the second one? It's still the original. Okay. I was thinking, I was like, I was like the original one probably, but I was like maybe the second one because the original one was so good. Yeah, it was the original followed by the re- reboot, which they pretty much made the same amount. Interesting. Um, and then you get Child's Play 2, and then after that is the um, Bride of Chucky. Right. Um, Curse lost money, so did Colt. Well, yeah, the they were directed videos. Yep. So, they, well, um, Curse made three point four million, and Colt made two point two. So he at least made something, but it also costs like five million to make. So, yeah. Um, so, out of all these movies, uh, which one do you think has the highest kill count? The highest kill count. Uh, we're not counting the reboot, right? Uh, we are not counting the reboot. Uh, okay, because that would win. Yeah. But. Uh... Highest kill count. Let's see. Uh, not the first one. First one had six. Is it the third one? Third one had seven. No. Okay. So, oh, it's Bride, isn't it? Bride had ten. It's actually Seed with twelve. Who are they killing Seed? Uh, it's Red Man, Rob Waters. And then there's. Uh, are we are we counting the dream sequence kills? <laughs> um, I I don't think so. According to this website, I just did the entire thing. And let me go back into the website. The website itself. Um, Curse of Chucky. No, it, this was twelve. Was according to IMDb, so it doesn't tell oh, me. Oh, Curse much. of Chucky. Curse only had like nine. Yeah, because there's just the people in the house. Yeah. So seed okay, okay. because of um, it, it's seed um, it, still with all the people who are living in that house and red men and like the drivers and stuff like that. That's where seed gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of random nonsense along the way. So that's the um, the 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 biggest kill. So out of all these movies, which one would you say is your least favorite, and which one is your favorite? My least favorite, Chucky. That's Hard because they're all so ridiculous. Uh, my least favorite would probably be Seed, but I also love Seed because it's so stupid. 
but it's definitely the worst one out of the bunch. I think that Curse was the worst one out of the bunch. Really, you didn't like Curse? I thought it was a nice return to form because they didn't try to be funny the whole time. But Curse looked real cheap. Yeah, and and some of it was it was a pacing of Curse. It right, was, you were like, we're past this. I thought, yeah, you know, it's the doll. Let's do this thing. And, and so, like, if for people who haven't seen it before, okay, maybe Curse would work, but. And, and Seed is just absolutely bonkers. <laughs> so that one's like like next on my list. Okay, okay, okay. So then right. what would you say your, your top three would be? The top three? Well, the best one will always be the original. Same, yep. I love the original. Uh, probably the second one okay. after that. And then I, because I grew up watching Bride, I'd put Bride there. Flip those two around and that's my list. Okay. So that's, so that's our crazy talk about the entire saga of Chucky. And we've done so. This is now officially our longest podcast. Well, second longest podcast. Okay. Man, I was cruising through those things. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We, we are almost like minutes away from tying with the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 watch along. <laughs> Hey man, that was a good time. And, and that's like a ninety-minute movie. But um, so so overall, would you recommend, um, would you recommend these movies to people? Like yes, because they're so ridiculous. Like watch them. Like it's it's a good harmless. It's not harmless, but it's it's a good time. <laughs> if they like horror movies, it's a good time. If they like horror movies and they also like to giggle a little bit. I would say at least watch the first one. Right. Uh, like, for, forget about the reboot. Like, unless you really love, you know, it, it has its moments. If you love Mark Hamill voice and stuff and being creepy, it's the thing for you. Yeah. Or you could just watch the end credits where he sings the buddy song in a creepy, slow, murderous way. That's and that's better. all you really need. That's all you really need. That's the best part of the movie. Yeah, you just get the buddy song and then him doing it. And that that's about it. So, yeah, the, the first one, I would definitely recommend people watch. Oh yeah, yeah. First uh, one's a classic. It, it's it's up there in those uh, classic horror icon films. Because yeah, you can still buy the Chucky doll and stuff, and pe- it's like it's a big deal. Like to, to get something like that, that's stupid, and make it iconic is kind of cool. But <laughs> being in our thirties, it's it's now a lot less scary because of it's it's an eighties horror, but. It, oh, it's yeah. still kind of cool as a movie. Yeah, it, when I was a kid, I was like, "That's terrifying." There's a murderous doll around here. But, I know it. But as a, as a thirty year old who thinks that there are even more scarier things out there in the world, not necessarily. Yeah. It's called 2020. <laughs> yep, where even going outside is the scariest part about the life. <laughs> it's a great time. <laughs> um. So with that, that's going to put us around the the end of this here podcast. So Nate. You know how this thing ends. What do you think our question of the week should be? Question of the week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. I don't know. Uh, what is your favorite scary movie? So we're going with the ultimate scream question. Uh, oh, yes. I'm getting meta. <laughs> what's your favorite scary movie? I'm getting meta. Nightmare on Elm Street. 
It's Friday the 13th. All right. Who's the original killer? Friday the 13th. It's Jason Voorhees. Wrong. <laughs> Way to go, Drew. <laughs> we could quote those entire movies back and forth over and over again, which we might do in a later episode. You know what? We got time. <laughs> Uh, so thank you once again, sir, for joining us on a fun episode. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, I, I had a blast. I love talking about, you know, craziness, especially silly, ridiculous horror movies. But the scary thing right now is I need to find a way to obtain my pizza. So we're going to sign off here on this lovely podcast. <laughs> so... Um, if you want to join in on our conversation, any conversation, you can do so by checking us out on uh, Facebook, which is Did You Know with Rhino. You can join us on Twitter at Did You Know Rhino or shoot us an email, Did You Know Rhino at gmail.com. Uh, tell the, the folks that you'll talk to them soon, Nate. See you later, guys. Oh, by the way, here pretty soon, I'm going to be starting on my own SoundCloud, so give it a listen. Oh, totally. Once that happens, we'll post that in a future episode. Um, For those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Did you know it?